1 Corinthians chapter 2 is where we're going to go today. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, starting in verse 4 and 5. We are closing out this series this weekend. 21 days, I can change your 2021. And uh, I'm very excited about today's message because I think today's message puts all of this together and puts a bow on it. And so we've talked about being passionate people and we've talked about being um, a desperate people. We've talked about being disciplined people. Today, we're talking about being powerful people. What does it look like for us to be powerful people? So, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 4 and 5. If you're there, say I'm there. You should be. It's on the screen. Okay. And it says, here we go. And my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, this is Apostle Paul, by the way. He said, I relied only on, everybody help me, on the power of the Holy Spirit. And he goes on and he says this. And I did this. So that you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. 2017, there was a survey done on Americans, and they did this survey and found out that seven, uh, 19%, sorry, 19% of Americans suffer from some kind of debilitating emotional mental uh, issue. 19%. They did the same survey in 2020 and found out that over 35% now struggle with health and mental um, issues. Uh, how many know 2020 was a hard year? And, and, and here's what I know. If you want this to be the greatest year of your life, it's going to take more than 21 days. 21 days will get us kick-started, but it's gonna take way more than 21 days because, hey, ready? Newsflash, it's crazy out there. Anybody? anybody? It's, it's crazy. And, and, and you're going to need to be able to tap into something that's greater than just what happens on 21 days. And if there's ever a time in our nation where we desperately need the power and presence of God, it is right now. And listen, counselors are great, but counselors can't go with you. But I'm here today to tell you, you have a counselor who will go with you every single place you go, every day that you go there, and you have access to them. So... We need human help. I'm not against counselors, by the way. We send a lot of people there, and we get counseling, and that's all good. But this is beyond human help. We need some divine power. And so this is what the Apostle Paul is telling us, that he had to rely on this power. Let me see, show you what 1 Corinthians 4, verse 20 says. It says it this way. For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of what? Man, it's not just a lot of talk. It is living by Living by God's power. The kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. And there are a lot of people who know a lot about the Bible and who talk a lot about the Bible, but don't live the Bible. And that is our desire this year. It's not that you know more about the Bible, but that you live what the Bible is calling you to live out because you don't become more like Jesus by the Bible you know. You become more like Jesus by the Bible you live. And so that's what we're going to go after this year, and that we would be people that are filled with the power and the presence of God, that I'm going to teach you how you can be practically filled with God's power. That's my plan today in today's message. And I don't know if you grew up in church. I grew up in church, so I always look forward to like youth camps and encounter retreats and, and all these things that I did because I knew there was just going to be these powerful moments that were going to just spark my love for Jesus, and they did, and they were awesome, but if if, if you've been to something like that, or if you've been to like a freedom conference that we have, which is just amazing, which by the way, it's coming here this year, so we're really excited about that. Um, as you can tell, I'm really excited about everything that's going on. So um, if you've ever been to that though, watch this. 
you, you got to figure out how to continue to keep that after. Like people go on this super high, like summit with the Lord, and then they crash. And so today, I, I, I want to help us learn how to, how to have these high moments with God, these encounters with God, and that's perfectly fine. And, and, and I call those the fireworks. Pow, 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 pow. You're like, ah. But I want to teach you, I want to teach you how to put logs on a fire and have a, a burning fire all throughout the year. It's okay to have firework moments in your walk with the Lord. You should. But you can't live off of fireworks. You got to learn how to build a fire yourself. And, and this is where the, the Holy Spirit helps us. And so I'm, if anything, I'm just trying to get you hungry and not be satisfied with where you are. Come on, how many want more? Come on, I want more. I want more of what God's got. Okay, so let's talk about how we can be filled with, with the power of God's spirit on a daily basis. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna share kind of three thoughts with you. I'm gonna share the promises. This is where we start. Number one, the promises. That there is a, there's promises that God gives that, that you don't have to live from experience to experience to experience, that you can experience God on a daily basis. But in order for me to share that, I need to, I need to unpack two other promises that are in the Bible. So there's kind of three promises that God gives us. And, and they're, they're given the analogy of baptism. Baptism, the word bapt, baptize is the word baptizo. It means to be immersed in. And there's three baptisms in Scripture. Most of us know two of them. We don't know the third one. I'm going to unpack all three of them. But I'm going to show you through Scripture all three of them. Here we go. Number one. First one is the baptism into the body of Christ. The baptism into the body of Christ. Let me show you a Scripture here. Uh, this is salvation. This is when you get saved, born again, whatever word you want to use. You surrender your life to Christ. This is, this is that moment. Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 through 27 says this. You are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Watch this. All, for all of you who were what? Baptized into Christ. Immersed into Christ. Have clothed yourselves with Christ. So this is the baptism of you giving your life, your heart to the Lord. You are baptized into Christ. You are no longer identified as, as um, an enemy of God. You are now a son of God, a daughter of God. You are baptized not only into Christ, now clothed with who Christ is. So when Jesus, or when God the Father looks at you, he sees Jesus. How many glad he sees Jesus and not all your past and all your junk and all that stuff? He sees, he sees Jesus, which gives us the boldness to walk in confidence now. And this is, this is what he's called us. So we're baptized into Christ. Other, other passages of scripture tell us that we're not only just baptized into Christ, we're also baptized into Christ's family. So how many know when you, when you get saved, you don't only get Jesus, you get all of his brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and crazy, all the other crazy people that come attached with it. How many know when you get married, you don't just get that wife, you get everybody attached to the wife. Are y'all with me? Okay, I'll speak a language everybody here understands, okay? You get everybody. So when you get saved, it's not like just me and Jesus. He's my homeboy. It's just us. No, no, no. You get everybody in his family, which look around. That's everybody, okay? So if you look across the aisle and you've been sitting on this side because you don't like somebody on that side, they in your family. Get over it. If you don't like their skin color, you don't like their age, or you don't like their attitude, it doesn't matter. They're in your family. Get over it. You are brothers or sisters in Christ, and that's when you get to heaven, you're going to get a rude awakening because you're like, you made it. Ah, 
God will let anybody in here. Why? Because we're baptized into Christ, okay? We get a, we get a new family, which, by the way, this is why church is so important, because the Bible describes the church as the body of Christ. This is why there's no such things as solo Christians. No such thing. There's not, not a Christian on your own. You, you, you're into Christ, and you're into Christ's family, which is the importance of why you need to be in church family. That's why we call this spiritual family. You are born, spiritually born, into spiritual family. So that's the first baptism. Baptism into Christ. Second baptism. One that we probably all know when you hear the word baptized, this is one you think of, and that is water baptism. Water baptism um, is the public declaration of my faith. The public declaration of my faith. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. This is what it says. This is John the Baptist as he's preparing for Jesus to come. As we know, John the Baptist was the one who baptized Jesus. And John the Baptist, yeah, that's a lot, tongue twister. John the Baptist baptized. He says, I baptize, immerse with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. Okay, so watch this, hold on. So I baptize with water. So we know that it is the Holy Spirit that baptizes us into Christ, into salvation. You cannot get saved without the Holy Spirit doing a work in your heart, okay? But then from there, because I'm now in the family, now that I'm new, now I, there's, a, there's, a, there's a challenge for me to declare that publicly. And so John the Baptist says, listen, I as a disciple of Christ, a follower of Christ, I baptize you with water, Okay, because you need to go public with this thing. You need to let everybody know what you did because it, this is huge here. Baptism doesn't save you, okay? You don't get saved when you go under the water, okay? And there are some, um, some religions that teach that. Until you're baptized, you're not saved. False. The man that was on the cross with Jesus, Jesus told him, today you will be with me in paradise. Did he get baptized? No, not at all, not at all. So baptism is, is not something that you have to do in order to get into heaven because it, we're not saved by, by, uh, by our works. It's only through grace alone. But watch this, it's a big deal because salvation is a private decision that needs to go public. Okay, watch this, watch this. Do you have to have a wedding to be married? No, absolutely not. You can go have a justice of the peace, come to your house and just do it with you and them and a couple witnesses, Right? But you do a wedding, watch this, because you want to go public, okay? So it would be a little weird if you were going to get married to somebody and, and they go, I don't want to do the wedding stuff. I don't want people to know, okay? And then you go to give them a ring and they're like, no, 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 I don't want to wear the ring. Mm -mm, no, I'm good. I don't want to wear the ring. No, no, wait, wait. The wedding and the ring lets every girl in the world know off the market, so when I choose not to wear it, I'm telling my wife, I want to keep this a secret because I don't want people to know I'm off the market. And the same is with baptism. When we do water baptism and come up out of the water, we are declaring to the world, to our family, to our friends, and to the devil, no more. He, I belong to Jesus. He is all that I have. Okay. All right. And so, and so here's the crazy part. Watch this. There are denominations. This is crazy. There are denominations that say, if you don't say it the right way, you're not saved. Can you imagine? You get to church, you're so pumped, and you're going underwater, and, 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 then, and then they come up out of water, and you're like, what did you say? And then they're like, you know, imagine you get to heaven, and, like, and they're like, no, he said, in the name of the Father, and then he messed it up, so you're out. 
was under the water. I didn't know. Think how crazy that is. But there are denominations that say, if you don't say in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, or if you don't say in Jesus' name, then it's not. And if you don't come out with speaking in tongues, then you're not saved. And I'm telling you, that is not true at all. That is not true at all. Think about that. That's yet again another works that we have to put on in order to get to heaven. That's not true at all. We say, well, what does OSC say? We say in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and in Jesus' name, all of it. Come on up. All right, let's get on out. Cover all the bases. <laughs> Dear God, it's a, it's a posture of the heart, okay? It's a posture of the heart that's there, which, by the way, if you have not been water baptized, mark this day down. February 28th is our next water baptism, so it's an opportunity. All right, so baptism into Christ and, and into his family, Water baptism, we see this all throughout scripture, both of those as well, and, and I can only give you a couple of scriptures because we only have enough time. I could teach way longer on all these points, but you can go look it up for yourself. This is all throughout scripture. All right, now watch this. Most of us know the first two and stop there, but there is a third. There's a third baptism that the Bible, watch this, that the Bible talks about more than the other two. And this is, ready, here we go. Number three is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And this is a spirit-empowered life. Okay, now watch this. Number one baptism gets you saved. There's nothing that you can do beyond that. There's nothing that you need to do to beyond that to get you access to the Father and a relationship with him and get into heaven. Water baptism doesn't do it, and baptism in the Holy Spirit doesn't do it. People who aren't water baptized or baptized in the Holy Spirit still get to heaven. But the third is so huge because there's more. So, so it's, I'm okay with where I'm at right now, but realizing there's more that God has for you. So let me, let me show you this. So watch this. So John the Baptist says, I baptize you with water, okay? And then, and then if you keep reading Matthew chapter 3, it says this. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11 now, which you're going to read that on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday because we're doing Matthew right now. All right, but someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I am not worthy even to be his slave and carry his sandals, speaking of Jesus. And he will, watch this now, here we go, here's, here's the third. He's, he's gonna baptize you, not with water, he's gonna baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He's gonna baptize you with Holy Spirit and with fire. So we know there's, there's the body, there's into Jesus, there's water, and there is the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to show you this in, in a couple places because I want to unpack this a little bit more. Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. I'm going to read this, and it says it this way. This is a story of the New Testament church just getting kicked off. If you know anything about the New Testament church, it was a very powerful church. And it was a very powerful church because of what happens in the first couple of chapters of Acts. But if you go on, you read Acts chapter 8. It says, Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed that Christ there. So he shared the gospel, shared this incredible news of who Jesus was to them in Samaria. The next verse says, but when they, everybody say it, believed. believed. Okay. So this is the first baptism. They believed, they got saved, that Philip, as he had preached the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, so they're, they're now in the family, they were baptized. This is the water one. So they were in water baptism, both men and 
women. Now watch, continue the story. Verse 14 goes on and says, So when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. And when they arrived, watch this now. So now the apostles show up on the scene. They hear all these people are getting saved. They're so excited, man. Listen, listen to this, man. There's revival that's happening. So Peter and John go to check it out. Let's go see what's happening. And when they arrived, they prayed for them. Watch this. That they might receive the what? Watch this. Because the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them. Hold up. Back up now. Wait, I thought they're saved. Yes. They've been water baptized. Yes. But there's a third experience that the, that the apostles want them to experience. Now, let me, let me put a pause here and, and teach something for a moment. Because do you receive the Holy Spirit when you get saved? Yes. Yes, you do. Because there's no way for you to get saved without the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who triggers that inside of you. You receive the Holy Spirit when you get saved. Okay? All right. But what this is speaking of, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, is a refilling of God's presence and power in your life in a greater way. Now, we'll unpack this a little bit more, but undoubtedly there's three experiences because if, if them getting saved and water baptized was enough, why would they do this? Are y'all tracking with me? Why do you come and do this and pray for them to be filled with the Holy Spirit that hasn't come upon them yet if they already have all of the Holy Spirit they need. It's because Paul and John, uh, Peter and John are trying to show them something, that they had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. There was, there was more. There was more that God had for them. There was more. And if salvation and baptism wasn't enough to live the life that God wanted them, then I don't think they should have done this. Now, all of us, okay, are in here are going, okay, well, why do I need God's Spirit in my life? Why, why do I need that? Why do I need this third experience? Why is this so important? Isn't, isn't it that the fact that I have the Holy Spirit because I'm saved and I was water baptized and I've gone public and let people know, isn't that enough? It's enough to get to heaven. But, but if you want heaven on earth, there's, there's another thing that God wants for you because when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you walk daily in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, everything you do in your life, God makes it better. God takes what you already do and he enhances it 100 times. He makes everything that you do in a bit. Let me, let me put it this way. Um, so I like to play basketball. My boys like to play basketball. Um, we're, we're sports kind of guys. We like to just throw football, play basketball, golf, all, just any, anything that I can hit a, hit a ball and beat somebody in, I like it. I enjoy it, okay? And, and so we'll play basketball at my house, you know, all the time. Now, I want you to imagine that me and my sons are playing basketball, and we're, we're going up against each other, and I'm just, I'm, I'm draining it, I'm draining it, I'm draining it. And, and they're just getting super defeated, okay? Now, I want you to imagine for a moment my, my boys walk over to the side and start huddling up together, and in walks another player into their huddle as I'm sitting over here gloating in my pride. And another one comes over. I don't do that, but I'm just saying if that were to happen. So, so imagine, 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 imagine LeBron steps up over here on this side with my boys. And then, and then watch this. And then imagine LeBron unzips one of my boys and steps on the inside of one of my boys, and then zips himself back up. 
and then we play, it's going to be a whole nother game. Whole nother game. Because now my son will be accessing a power that he didn't previously have, but that he now has, that now takes what he was doing decently well at to a whole nother level. This is what the Holy Spirit does in our life. He comes into our lives and he takes what we're somewhat okay at and he amplifies it into a whole nother way. This is what God does. There's a whole nother power that God does when he steps inside and begins to fill us fresh and new. So that is the promise. The promise is that God has that for you. Let me give you the second thought and I have half to hurry. Number two is the problems. There's a problem why we don't have that. And I'm gonna give you three thoughts with that as well. A, some of us are uninformed. We just don't know. We didn't know. It happened actually in scripture in Acts chapter 19. Watch what happens in Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19 says, um, no, Acts, Acts 19. We have Acts 19? There we go. Acts 19 says, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. And there he found some what? Okay, so we know that as disciples, then these people are what? They're saved, right? Saved? Yes? No? Okay, it's not a trick question. Just yes. Okay, okay. Yes. Yes, they're saved, okay? They, they're following Christ. They love God. They are saved. Right, watch this. So Paul sees them, and he asks them a question. Watch what he asks them. Here we go. Next verse says, did you receive the what? When you? So first baptism, when you believed. Did you get the third one? And watch this. Here we go. And here's some of y'all's answers right here. And they answered, no, we haven't even heard that there is one. So it's not that they were trying to deny the Holy Spirit. They just didn't even know that there was a third one. So if you go and you fast forward and you read, read this story, it's a powerful story of what ends up happening when not only these people, but all of the church um, gets the Holy Spirit and what they do. And that's some of you where you are right now. You are doing all the right things. But you are exhausted and you don't know why. That there is a greater power that will help you to do the disciplines that God said. Last week we did a whole message on discipline. And some of you hated me after it. Uh-huh. That's okay. So you went this week and you're like, yeah, let's go. But that willpower starts waning again. And it starts tanking. And you're like, I'm doing all the right things. I just feel exhausted. It's because there's another power that you have to tap into. So um, we have a golf cart at our house, and I had to learn this lesson the hard way. So my boys, I, I make sure that they are always keeping it charged. And so they, you know, they, they charge it and all that stuff. And so we were riding it around and, like, just got just a little bit, and it was like, brrr, just died. I'm like, y'all not charge it? And they're like, we've been charging it. And I'm like, no, you didn't. And they're like, yes, you did. I'm like, then why am I in the middle of the road? Like, this isn't right. So we, we pushed it all the way back. We got it back to the house. And I was like, I'm going to charge it. So I plugged it in and charged it and all that stuff and let it charge for like six or seven hours and then went to jump back in it. And it was like, <laughs> nothing. I'm like, what the heck? Like the plug works, the charger works, all this stuff works. So we have, we have a guy that's in our church that works on all that stuff. I'm like, you've got to come and check. Like, I don't know what's going on here. And so first question he asked me is, he's like, you've been charging it? Yeah, duh, I know that. <laughs> then he asked me this, did you put water in the batteries? I'm like, water? He's like, open up the battery covers and take a look inside. 
And so I take a look inside. He's like, what do you see? I was like, I don't know, just like some little weird cindler thing. You see water? No, that's your issue. You're zapping your batteries right now, which that shows. I don't know a lot about that stuff. I'm like, oh, my goodness. He's like, yeah, you probably ruined them all. Oh, thank you. Okay, great. Awesome. Watch this. It wasn't because I didn't know in regards to like, because I was trying to. I was just uninformed. And now that I'm informed, every week I'm like, y'all check the water. Y'all check the, check the water. I check the water. Why? Because I know now. Are, are y'all with me? Yeah. Now you know. Now you know. Number, uh, actually, let me read this, this quote from Corey Tim Boom. She said this, trying to do the Lord's work in your own strength is the most confusing, exhausting, and tedious of all work. But when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, then the ministry of Jesus flows out of you. Amen. Love it. Let me give you B. So some of us are un, uninformed. Let me, B is some are afraid. And this, this might be more people in this room than the first one. Most of us understand the Holy Spirit. We know about the Holy Spirit, but we're a little scared of the Holy Spirit. And we're scared of the Holy Spirit because of what you've heard or seen or experienced. You don't need to catch the Holy Spirit in a bag. I'm just letting you know that now. If you haven't been to those churches... You're welcome. Okay? You don't have to have flags to have the Holy Spirit. You don't have to have banners. People don't have to fall on the floor and meow. Like, you don't have to wear tons of makeup and have your hair all over the place in order for the Holy Spirit to, like, catch your radar or something. I don't know what's going on there. But, like, you don't have any of that, okay? <laughs> Who's experienced any of that? Raise your hand. Okay. All right, three of you. Good. I'm glad the rest of you have not. But maybe you've heard stories. Like, the, the Holy Spirit's not spooky. It's not weird. James 1 puts it this way. Every good, imperfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heaven, of lights, and who does not change like shifting shadows. And people can very, be very cautious, even when you hear the word Holy Spirit, like, oh, I've had some bad experience there. But watch this. My mom and dad didn't have the best marriage, but that doesn't mean all marriages are bad. Y'all right. tracking? Yeah. I've had some food that wasn't the best. Not from my wife, she has the best, but from other people. And so, I know, I know where I need to go, okay? She'll be in the 11 o'clock service later. So I'm, she, she does, it's amazing. I've, I haven't had the best at times, but watch this. It doesn't permit me from eating. Okay, so, so, so the same is with our interactions with the Holy Spirit. Whether you've, you've had a bit, bad interaction with the Holy Spirit or you've been around some really crazy stuff or you've heard of crazy stuff, I, I just want to challenge us in here that, listen, I'm spirit-filled, but I'm not spooky. I, 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 I want, watch this, I want all God has for me. If he's got more, I say give it to me. That's what I want our posture to be. I don't need all the spooky stuff. I don't need all the crazy stuff. I, I, just, I just want more of you. And, and God, if you have more for me, I'm in. I'm, I'm, I am all in. So, so I'm going to tell you, listen, I'm praying this year for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit on our church more than ever before. I'm praying for miracles to happen in our church. I'm praying for 
cancer to just be ceased as people walk into these doors. Like I'm, I'm praying that we would begin to take this into our cities and see miracles in our neighborhoods and our schools. And come on, y'all believing for that? More salvations and more people just working and moving. I'm looking for that. And by the way, if you're looking for that, you found the right church. If you're scared of that, there's a couple churches in town that I can direct you to. Because God has called us, watch this, God has called us to move in the supernatural, and in order to move in the supernatural, you need all of him to do that. Not spooky, but supernatural. Number uh, C, I don't know which way this is, C, okay. Some are apathetic. So some are just misinformed, some are afraid, and then some are just, Apathetic. Apathetic comes from the word pathos, a pathos, which means this, watch this, without passion. Without passion. Um, how do you remember the, uh, the song, The Hokey Pokey? Come on, how many know? You put your right foot in, you put your, you put your right foot in, and you say it all about, you do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself. That's what, right? People do that with Jesus. Put the right foot in. Ooh, I'll take the right foot out. Put the right foot in, and I kind of shake it all about. You can't do that with Jesus. You can't do that with him. This is a relationship that God has called us, and I'm, when I was preparing for this moment in this message, I felt like God really began to put a heavy burden on my heart for people that are in this place. Um, and I want to warn those that are in this room and that are watching online that are spiritually apathetic, without passion. You've lost your passion. Watch this. When times are good, it's okay to be mediocre in your relationship with Jesus but that's not the times we're living in right now. And you need to better make sure that your life is full on passionate for God because we're living in the midst of chaos where we need a people full of the Holy Spirit and the power and the presence of God in their life. You're gonna need more to survive. And watch this, I'm not a doomsday person, but it's not gonna get better. If you read the book, it gets worse. So everybody who's scared about things right now, better not let fear grab, grab a hold of your heart because it might get worse at some point. But you who are filled with the Holy Spirit that God protects and puts his spirit on and uses, how I many know he's got something for you no matter how dark it gets around us? And if you're, if you're, doing, the, if you're doing the hokey pokey with Jesus, watch this, watch this. People who did the hokey pokey with Jesus in 2020 are the ones who really struggled the most. You, you've got to go all in with what God has for you. Romans 12, verse 11 says this, never be lacking in, what's that word? Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Keep that up. There is a word called entropy. Entropy is a, uh, like thermodynamics and all that understand entropy. Entropy is that if you leave something to itself, 
it does not gradually get better, it gradually gets worse. If you leave a banana stuck on the counter, it doesn't get better, it rottens, right? If you, if you put your foot on the gas of your car and go as fast as you possibly can, then take your foot off the gas, it does not go faster. It eventually comes to a crashing halt. Watch this, watch this. The same is true in our relationship with God. If you are not pursuing God, taking steps after God, going after him, entropy will set in and you will begin to coast and not even realize it because it's so slow, so slow, so slow till you get to the place where you finally do recognize it and you go, how did I get here? Are y'all, are y'all with me today? Okay. May we be a people that are always putting ourselves in environments around people in God's presence where our spiritual fervor keeps getting breathed on. Like it's a fan blowing a flame. Like it's, and it just keeps getting more and more and more and more and more. And listen, I know not everything's uh, mountaintops. I know there's valleys. Trust me, I'm very aware of that. But if I stick around environments that don't let me stay in valleys, I can last. If I got the spirit of God in me and I got the people of God around me, how many know I can shine brighter and do more than if I do it by myself without the Holy Spirit and without God's people? Amen. God is calling us in this. So here's my challenge. I, and I say this all the time and I'm going to just say it again. Give us a year of your life. Give us a year. Like you're like, this is my first Sunday. Good. <laughs> Welcome to your first Sunday. Got 51 more. Like, go all in. If you are physically present in this city or in this region and you're not sick, be here on Sunday. Life groups will kick off next week. Get in one. Just jump in. Next step starts next Sunday. Get in one. Go through it. Like, just go. Freedom's kicking off. Get in it. Just just say yes. Write the check and put yes and just go all in and give us, give us one year. And, and I'm not even just saying give us one year. Man, go all in with Jesus. Don't do the whole book. Go all in with Jesus. I'm telling you, your life's going to look different. I promise you, your marriage is going to look different. Your family's going to look different. Go all in. Go all in. Number three, we're done. So the promises, we know that God has for us. The problems, we've identified some of those. And there's more. I understand that. But let's talk about the process because I don't want you to leave here without something practical that you can really begin to do. So the process of of how we receive all that God has for us, and I'm gonna end with this. Ecclesiastes, this is a very different book to read when you're talking about the Holy Spirit, but Ecclesiastes is a prophet and he has a vision and he has a vision of a man. And it says that as the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, okay? So I want you to measure. Just imagine there's a man. He's got a measuring tape. This is the vision, okay? Guy with a measuring tape. And he says, and he measures off a 1,000 cubits. And that led me through water that was what? Ankle deep, okay? Ankle deep. So measures off a 1,000. Ankle deep, Okay? So watch this. I want us to, to picture that's, that's that first baptism. That's salvation. That's I'm stepping in the water and going, Jesus, you can have me. But ankle deep. Watch this. Because when you're ankle deep, you can still do the hokey pokey. Right? I'm in, I'm in heaven. But, I'm, but I can jump out anytime, Live however I want to live. 
But then I can jump back into church when I want to. Then I can jump back out when I don't. I don't like that series and I don't like what he's preaching. I can jump out and then, oh yeah, I want some of that. And you can jump in. It's, it's, it's ankle deep. And then, and then he goes and he, his vision continues though. His, his vision goes and then he, then he measures off another thousand cubits. And, and he led me to the water that was, what? That was knee deep. So don't you imagine, so this is, this is, I'm in now. Okay, let's try out this next step stuff. Okay, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get baptized. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go a little bit more. I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna make it public now. I'm gonna let people know. All right, it's knee deep. A little harder to get out of, but you can still get out real quick. And then, watch this. And because he, he measured off another thousand and he led me through the water, that was up to my... Up to my waist. Now I'm in. Now, like, any of y'all, like, when you go and, um, like, it's the first swim of the year, and you know it's still cold, but you're like, I really want to swim. So there's a couple different people that go. You know, there's the, there's the toe dip, like, mm, no. There's the one that just kind of slowly, like, slowly, progressionally gets their body more and more, but they're, like, not touching anything, and then just get it more and more. Okay, this is kind of where we're at. It's, like, it's kind of waist deep. Okay, there's a little bit more commitment that's there. All right, and then it says this. And I, and, and I, want, to, I, want, I want to challenge this there. I don't know where you are. You know where you are. He says he measures off another thousand, but now it was a river that I could not cross. So this is like overhead, okay? Like all in. Can't touch the bottom. Because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in, a river that no one could cross. Now watch this, though. So if you want all that God has for you, you've got to go all in. Like you just got to jump all in. Watch this. And here's why all in is so scary because you can't touch the bottom. Watch this. Because you can't control it. Can't control it. When, when you're in waters where you can't touch the bottom, you're kind of at the mercy of the waters. But that's the life that God calls us to go into. Where we're at the mercy of what God calls us to, where the best parts of God is when I'm not in control anymore. Is this not true? When I just step in the, everything that God has for me that's the best for me is usually on the other side of my comfort zone. And so to be able to just go, I'm in. I'm all in. You scared? Yep, I am. A lot. But watch this. Just like all of my sons know that when I'm swimming in the water with them, they'll never drown. So they can jump off the diving board and go, come on. Now I might let them go a little bit, but I'll put them back up, okay? <laughs> I mean, no, you got to kind of have to do that with your kids a little bit. Jump, I'll catch you. Okay, now I'll get you. All right, there you go. I told you, Dad was here. Sometimes God, I think, at times does that with me. <laughs> Come on, God. But he's there. He always pulls me back up. He always pulls me back up. And then we get to swim in that. And I want, I want you to see why this is so important. And like, well, how does this have to deal with the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Because baptism of the Holy Spirit is the deep end. It's all that God has for me. And so much more. And when I do that, he ends with this. Watch the end of his vision says this. And there's going to be a large number of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. 
So where the river flows, everything will live. Everything will live. What in your life right now is dying? For some of you, it's your own soul. For those of you, it's your marriage. For others of you, it's your finances. For others of you, it's your family. For others of you, it's, I don't know what it is, but I know when we go all in, there's a promise that God has that everything will live again. So what needs to come to life? What, what in your life right now do you need God to resurrect? And hey, watch this. Jesus, who was dead in the tomb, through the Holy Spirit coming into his life, rose up out of that tomb. And we celebrate the risen Savior because of the Holy Spirit. Amen? How many know, and if he can raise Jesus from the dead, he can raise anything in our lives up from the dead. That's the God that we serve. That's the God that we serve. So when you, when you say, God, I want more of the Holy Spirit, watch this, you're not getting resaved, you're getting refilled. You're getting refilled. Why do I need to be refilled? Ready? Because you leak. <laughs> any of y'all have some relationships that like drain you? Yeah. Don't look at them. Don't look at them. Okay. <laughs> Don't do that. But I, I want to challenge you. Listen, we, I, I leak. I give a lot of myself. And I just, I want more of God. I want more of him. So Father, right now, in this moment, God, we just thank you. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your, thank you for your grace. God, we, we, want, we want all that you have for us. All that you have for us. God, I pray for those that are listening to my voice right now, whether they're watching online or they're here in this room that just are so discontent with where they're at. And just go, I just want more. I want more. God, I pray that you would just pour out a fresh outpouring of your spirit. And God, may it not just be something that happens in a church building. The beauty of your Holy Spirit is you go with us. Tomorrow morning when they wake up, we can say it again, God, fill me today and the next day and the next day. God, that you've given us power that we don't have in and of ourselves and we recognize our need for that. We recognize that we have tried, we've tried, but if there's anything we've learned throughout this series that you're not asking us to try, we're training, we're being intentional. We're gonna be passionate for you, passionate for your people. God, we're gonna be people that, that are desperate for more of you. God, I pray that, that that would be not just something that's happened in, these, in this month, but I pray that this month sets the precedent for the rest of the year. And God, we pray that right now, Lord, that you would, you would begin to pour out your spirit in fresh and new ways unlike ever before. Father, I pray for those in this room. If you're here in this room and, and you're not even ankle deep and you know that, you have not surrendered your heart to the Lord, I wanna, I wanna pray for you today because that's the beginning. That's really the beginning. To go all in is first to go all in and say, God, I am surrendering control of my life. Come be the Lord of my life. If you're here in this room and go, I wanna begin there. The incredible thing is that you can, you can go into that first baptism of salvation and receive the third one all at the same time. So you don't have to wait. 
And if you're here in this room and go, I, I want that. I want all that God has for me. I want to be born again. I want to turn my life over to him. If that's you, nobody looking around. This is just your moment right now. Say, that's me. I want to go all in. On the count of three, I want you to shoot your hands up and say, that's me. That's me. I want, I want Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. One, two, three. If that's you, going up all across this room. Come on, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Over here, on the right. Anybody over here? Thank you all. Praise God. Awesome. Awesome. Would you just pray this after me? And all of us are gonna pray this right alongside with you. One of the greatest prayers that you can pray to start this journey with Jesus. You say this, thank you, Father, for sending Jesus to pay for my sin, my shame, and my guilt. Today, I turn my life over to you. Give me a new heart. Take my past, my pains, my selfishness, Thank you for paying for those on the cross. You rose again to give me a place in heaven, a purpose on earth, and a relationship with your Father. Today, I turn my life over to you. Thank you for being my Lord and Savior. From this day forward, I'm going all in for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, OSC family, let's celebrate today.